weirdly no, he, enough. Yeah, he doesn't. Like, and that's many of them. They they move around. It's like after they're done with the dream teams, you're like, you're not playing the same that you used to before the dream team, during the dream, and now it's like post, and you're like, happened to Bosch, happened to Oh yeah, you know they're like he just like everybody yeah, just off. is dropping off. It's yeah. the weirdest thing to me. Mm-hmm. It really is. Unless your name's LeBron James or and Steph Curry. Then, yeah, really though. Like, no, the, the, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, he's not moved though as part of it. Yeah, you, you know, like they, you know, they've kept that same core. Even those three that. have yeah. stayed. Is the but three? Yeah. But, but Clay Thompson had a couple bad injuries, and he's not the guy he was. Before, he's not. You know. Yeah. Because uh, I think people underestimate the fact that he was a like elite defensive player too. People just call him the Splash Brothers, and it's like no, no, no. Like Clay Thompson was also an excellent him defender. Dreaming, we're yeah. just unreal on defense. Yeah, right. One and was so, a pester king that was a big body, pushed people and foul people. Yeah, and that was Clay. Yeah, and yeah. Clay was like point fast. attacks, like fast, good hands. Yeah, like so. Yeah, people are just like, oh, the three, which is what drove me crazy about like Houston with James Harden and like Portland with Dame and CJ. It was like, oh, we're gonna be three, like three ballers, like the Warriors. It's like, yeah, but like they could also lock you the frick down. Yes. Like they were like top ten in offense and top ten in defense all the time. Uh, yeah, it, like, but people just all they noticed was the three point shot, and you're like, that's not how this works. Yes, so, I totally agree. I. I but I, I've been surprised at how changed people are uh-huh. after they get onto those big teams. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. Like, genuinely, like, shatters their performance post mm-hmm. those big group-ups. Yeah, that's true. I don't think there's anybody that's actually, like, still stands out to me that's, you know what I mean? That's, no, like, yeah. uh, there's no. really not. Yeah, yeah that's true, like. Even like Michael Jordan, right? He comes back and you're just like, yeah, he can still score, but it's not the team. He, mm-hmm. Like he still scored whatever, 52, 60 points sometimes, some of those nights with the Wizards. And it was like, they couldn't, they couldn't produce anything. Yeah. Well, and then like when Kevin Garnett and I think Paul Pierce got both picked up by Brooklyn after the Boston days. Yeah. And it was just like, no, who are these guys? Or uh, yeah, Scotty, Charles and Hakeem at the Rockets. Like it's just, it just is yeah. not the same. It work. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah. It's, it's weird how people drop, like just fall off in sports. Like you're like peak, 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 peak. And your body's yeah. like, well, we're done. And I think that's where, why you have like, honestly, the discussion of goats around like Tom Brady and LeBron and a few people that, and even like Tim Duncan, who he like stayed relevant ish. Mm-hmm. How many years, you know what I mean? He was in the NBA yeah. a long time. He really was. And it's like, even though he wasn't like the same star players, but he was like quality. Yeah. So long. Mm-hmm. The Spurs. I mean, they were competitive until he left. Yeah. That's really right. I mean, he didn't miss the playoffs a single I don't think so. No, like in a single season of his career, yeah. It's crazy. Which is wild. That's that. what I mean. Like, it's it's, yeah. it's mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Did LeBron, is he number four in total games? Or is he number one in total games in finals? Like, total, like final appearances? The final appearances in games. He's up there now he, at this point. With 20, sure. 20 yeah, years yeah. now well, in. He's, he's the all-time leading playoff scorer. And, yeah, uh, yes. But I don't know number of playoff games. I'm not sure. I'm going to go get another water. Go for it. By the way, we're rolling. I thought maybe just like some of the like chatter before would be a fun little segue <laughs> or something. So that's awesome. Yeah, no, LeBron by by a solid 20, 10%. You know, like so Tim Duncan was at 251 and LeBron's at 276. Yeah. And LeBron's not stopping and for another. Yes, right. It's yeah. 
Oh, interesting. Well, most actual records held in the NBA is Wilt Chamberlain still. Oh, easily. Yeah. By a mile. Yeah. yeah. By, by yeah. The crazy called, far. The record book is just the biography of Wilt Chamberlain. Right. Like it's, it's, it's pretty amazing, actually. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. I'm pretty sure one of his nicknames is the record book. Like, is it really? Oh, yeah. Because you'll... It's... I don't know, it's funny how and it's the game's changed though. A yeah, lot. that's no, a lot of yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, yes, it's true. it's true, but at the same time, he mm -hmm. did it. I don't care oh, if it's sure. changed. Like, yeah, no, I mean, if you look at like him and Bill Russell, they were freak athletes, even for like, I don't think they would be averaging 50, right? Like he did for a season, but I, I feel fairly confident that if you dropped Bill Russell and, and Wilt Chamberlain into the NBA today, they would still be. What like Joel Embiid are oh, right at least right I, I, totally yeah it's just like no no you're like a monster athlete yeah. and that will always do well I so, agree I, I yeah the rules change they yeah. would have changed their game uh, yeah. like 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 they they were physically yeah. just freaks yeah. of nature as well no, for real well that's so it drives me nuts about people who be like well Jordan wasn't a good three point shooter I was like go look at the game where Jordan hit the game winner in at North Carolina. And tell me where the three-point line is. Oh, yeah, it's it's not there because he didn't grow up with it, right? Like, it was, like, his second year in the league that they introduced it or, like, the year before. I forget what it was. Mm -hmm. So, it's, like, was yeah, the practice. Yeah, right. It's, like, yeah, shooting like, threes from right? you, six-year-olds. You don't think MJ would have been a good three-point shooter if, like, totally. he was shooting him his whole life? Mm -hmm. Like, come on. So He for sure would yeah, have been. Yeah, he's, like, he was... I think arguably the best mid range shot of all time. Yes, that actually, as well as yeah. bread and butter, I'll oh, be yeah. honest. Yeah, That's... especially, yeah, that second three peat was mm -hmm. like, oh, like, you know, the athleticism wanes a little bit, right? Even though it's still Air Jordan, it's like, yeah, and that mid range fadeaway just torched people. And it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, you don't think, come on. Yeah, Anyways. some of his fadeaway shots were just my, like, nuts, right? Like falling. I swear, sometimes you're like, was he upside down during that shot? <laughs> For real, though. I, yeah, Will Chamberlain. I was just looking at his actual physical stats. Yeah. It's amazing how yeah. similar him and LeBron are built. Mm -hmm. it, 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 no. Even like some guys aren't built the mm -hmm. same in the muscularness of him and yeah. broadness and, you know yeah, what I mean? He's just a machine. He's, he he yeah, was they a both machine. Were, yeah. He really was. And he could high jump too. Uh, was it him or, him or Bill Russell Like who were like crazy, like could have gone to the Olympics high jumpers? I, I don't know. Maybe both, I forget. Or like long jump. Like they they would both do track and field and were just insane. Interesting. Have you yeah. listened to um Tosh Poino at all? Do you know who he is? Like mm -hmm. comedian Tosh or whatever. He's like, he has some bit where he talks about how lucky the rest of the world is that black African-American athletes have no interest in soccer. He was like, can you imagine it? He's like, oh, USA versus France. Here comes LeBron James, 6'9", 280, running like a gazelle, <laughs> hits it into, kicks the ball into the goal of another field in another country. Like, it's like, are you freaking kidding me? You know, though, yes and no. Usain Bolt tried. Really? Mm -hmm. And and I mean, he is the fastest person in the world, mm -hmm. especially when the distances that have to do with the field. And, uh, and he played soccer growing up and was really good. And he, he didn't, wasn't able to, to make a team. Yeah. Just got, as like yeah, a, a interesting little body can do. Yeah. He is fast, but it's, 
Yeah. No. Yep. But I mean, you. I don't know. I just think and Messi's I, the best. In the world. Yeah, that's he, true. Right? That, yeah, that's five, true. Seven. That's true. And Larry Bird tore up the NBA, yeah, right? right? And Luke is doing it right now. Yes. There's some there, there's some weirdness. Uh, it's yeah. I, I'm just saying, if you're a freak Agreed. athlete, you're a freak. Athlete, you're a freak. Right? Athlete. Le, LeBron James yeah, is just this gone, weird NFL. anomaly. He, he could have gone in any sport. Yeah, exactly. You cannot tell me that LeBron James could not have applied himself and been successful in almost any athletic uh, endeavor. Agreed. Right? Yeah. yeah. I I don't know, and I, this is just physical abilities i don't know what the stamina level is like the larger you get that's one mm -hmm. attribute that i just have no idea you yeah. know what i mean like there's usually stamina's yeah th there's a height issue that comes with durability well, and yeah and these guys start to break and, down these bigger guys right especially uh, later in life for sure but again lebron james freak the and him and Tom Brady, who have like meticulously invested in their bodies. Their bodies. Can, yeah. can you imagine if Shaquille O'Neal put the same amount of effort into his body <laughs> that LeBron James? He could still be playing, I'll be honest. Yeah, right? He's like, so muscular. Yeah, big. He, he would just, such a yeah. He's a tank. Yeah, right. right? And, and I mean, he could have had another solid, what, three more years in the league where I he wasn't so. like Celtic Shaq, you know? Uh huh. So, anyways. I agree. I, I, I always wonder, but. You know what? Not everybody's Jerry Rice. Not everybody's LeBron James. Mm -hmm. Not everybody's. Uh, I guess that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Yeah, right. First I was topic, like, I was like, speaking of pathways and that's, stuff. That's yeah. literally actually one of the reasons I thought about pathways. And we can. Are we still recording? Yeah. No, we've been recording. So, I thought it'd be fun to have like. Yeah, the, I the I think one of the one of the things I was thinking a lot about with pathways was was that actually the athlete side because it's just so easy to pick. A starting point for somebody because they're recognized public figures mm -hmm. versus like me who's not a recognized public figure at all and whereas i can say hey even a public figure like a jimmy for who's not some star you know but but you can say oh this was his path this is the actions he took he made it x distance in the nba in his basketball career with these physical attributes mm -hmm. that aren't Seven one, two hundred and eighty pounds. Yeah. Of you know what I mean, like yeah. like like quick lateral movement, right, you know, all yeah, this yeah. stuff. So it's like, okay, well, what if I'm six one and I want to make it to the NBA? Who's six one, and who's in the NBA? Mm -hmm. Okay, what positions do they play? What are they good at? What you know? And it's like, okay, now I need to do those things because mm -hmm. that's honestly that gives me the best chance. Yeah, it gives to, you the archetype of what you can exactly. Be. Yeah, you know, I'm not. You know, I'm taller than Muggsy Boat. You know, or whatever it is. Muggsy Boat. Yeah, he was 5'3". Was he really 5'3"? Dude, he whatever. was 5'3", playing in the NBA. Yeah, like... Spud Webb was 5'7", and won the dunk contest. Exactly. Like, like, like yes. if you want to be there, you've got to do certain things to get there. Mm -hmm. And those things are different than what Shaq, Tim Duncan, Wilt Chamberlain... They are going to do different things. LeBron James, They're all going to do different things than those guys that are five yeah. three and five seven and, and i think sure. the same is applicable for everything in life and so it's discussing and figuring out okay i'm struggling with paying bills i am 21 22 years old i don't know what i'm going to do with my life whatever whatever the whatever position you're in what find somebody that had a similar starting point and say now are they further along or at least that may be the first way to step you go. If they're not quite the success you want, well then find somebody to get out of your current position to get to first step one and then now go, okay, now at 25, now that I'm out of that 
position mm-hmm. now from 25 to 35 who's done xyz to where yeah. i want to be and i think that's that's really where in my mind i think it's missed a lot is we read a lot of books and we hear a lot of things we watch youtube channels um that talk about a lot of amazing things and i think it's great to be a trailblazer i do but at the same time even trailblazers usually can see other paths of similar actions and that's where finding something that you a starting point that that each of us feel like we're in to say okay who is on and who has been on my path that i can then now move forward with yeah, I, I was thinking about how one of the, the phrases I was just thinking about is starting the starting point in life should not be like a barrier or a speed bump, but more just an attribute of the path that you're going to take and go. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much as, oh, I'm the youngest child in my family and everybody, blah, 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 whatever excuse you have. And I'm young or I was born in some small town or any of that or I'm poor or my parents honestly didn't like me or love me or whatever it is. Those are just attributes of, okay, that's where you are. And so th- it's really then a question of now that I'm here, if I don't know where to go, who has been here before that is somewhere better or somewhere that I want to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would you follow somebody who doesn't have what you want to have? I don't know if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And why would you follow somebody's path that they're not, if they didn't start at the same spot, how would you even follow that path? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like if you're, if you're blind, how do you follow somebody that's not blind in actions? Like they didn't have to learn Braille. Like, like, so, so you need to find somebody that if you're blind, find somebody that knows Braille because Mm -hmm. then that's the path you need to follow. Cause you're going to have to go under through a lot of those same steps to be successful not necessarily the exact same but you're going to have to go through a lot of the same steps in order to move forward mm-hmm. that others might not have have had to go through for sure <clears throat> so i'm just going to roll us back real quick because we just kind of like jumped right in so I'll just say like hey i'm david this is ken <laughs> today we're talking about yeah, under, I guess I yeah we call it like understanding the the pathways that that people go through in your own path, and how you can use that to get where you want to go. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. I think that's 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 the topic. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I think there's just so many examples too of people who have started out with so much uh, going against them and have risen above those things. Those, I mean, those are the stories that we love too, right? Like. Nobody really underdog like yeah right yeah we, everybody likes the underdog right and and to think of you I mean think of yourself as if you're the the star of your movie you're the main character in your life right who's it, like who is the underdog right we don't read stories about oh so and so was in a silver spoon and he was given everything his whole life and everything worked out all the time and it all went great right like even if you have a story that starts off with somebody who is from a really privileged situation, right? That's a nice little buzzword for us today, privilege, right? We, in that story, they always have to have like a fall and then a return, right? But we we don't follow the story of 
uh, yeah, like things for people who all went right, right? The compelling story, Harry Potter was in the freaking cupboard under his parents mm -hmm. who were like his uncle and aunt who were abusive, right? Like that's the starting point. And then right, like just the hero's journey is a real thing. Think of yourself as the, the hero in your journey, right? And like, those are gonna be the attributes that lead to your success story. I 100% agree. And so if your life isn't hard, the only way to get there is to make it hard. Uh, really though, I, right? I think just like just like muscles, they take, right? we all know, you have mm -hmm. to destroy them to make them stronger a little bit. And, and, and I believe we are the same way is there is a lot of paths that we can take and maybe you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, no, I'm doing pretty good. It's like, mm -hmm. well then you know what? Make your life harder. As in, stretch yourself, go to the gym longer, sleep less, do, you know, eat less, work harder, whatever the thing that you need to do is to challenge yourself, you will get to maybe where you want to go faster, you'll be stronger, you'll be more resilient. And and that's that is something that I think is really missed is it's actually one of the reasons I, I never want to retire is because I think in their mind, most people's minds, they think retirement I get to do what I want and do be lazy or whatever it is. And I, I just think that that is the death of all of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, sure. Doesn't make any sense to me. How many of us go to the gym and then are disappointed when the weight is heavy, right? It's like, <laughs> oh, God, yeah. man. Yeah, 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 right. exactly. It's like, well, yeah, but like what you want is on the other side of that heavy thing, right? And metaphorically in life, like how many of us are you know, approach relationships or work or entrepreneurship or whatever it is and are disappointed when the weight, quote unquote, is heavy, right? Yeah. I was listening to something today where, and, and a lot of life will feel less heavy, right? With that reframing, like understanding, like this is supposed to be hard and this is what hard feels like. I was listening mm -hmm. to something today that talked about that where it was like, oh, are you complaining? Like this sucks right now, yeah? Well, did you expect it to be easy? Well, no. Okay, so you expected it to be hard, right? Yeah. Well, this is what hard feels like, and this, but and this is where most people quit when it gets hard, right? So if you will, if you can uh, develop the ability to do hard things, or to stick through hard things and keep going, or might I say even enjoy them, yeah, you're you're definitely on the path, and you're well on your way to to achieving your goals. Yeah, the the challenge like, for me personally is I know consciously I want to do hard things. We obviously, though, I like to shy away from hard things too, just like everybody. And so it's that will of saying, okay, breathe deep, Ken, push forward, do it. Uh, I hate – I hate sitting at a computer and doing like checklist things. I I don't think I can even explain the emotional racking it is to me. And it compared to honestly, I I could just stand up and talk to people, interact, negotiate, sales, physical labor, and none of those things bother me for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. All day, 12, 15 hours, doesn't matter. You tell me to go fill a spreadsheet out, update QuickBooks. Oh my gosh, oh. 20 minutes. And I'm yeah. like, okay, can put in some music, focus, breathe, give me Mountain Dew. You know, like it's, it is a different level of hard for me. And so when I 
read or hear about people that do hard that do those things and they're talking about like oh it's so hard to get in front of so hard to make my first sale it was so hard to do i'm like what are you talking about dude you know it's actually hard for me to relate sometimes mm-hmm. when you hear somebody that's successful talking about hard things but it's like that's not hard for me and and so sometimes i actually disregard those people a little bit because it's like you, you you don't know what's hard. I need to hear what's hard for me. Mm-hmm. And that's an interesting thing to, to recognize and, and in ourselves and know what is actually hard for you so that you can work on it. And you'll have to actually set goals in those. Mm-hmm. I don't need to set a goal personally to talk to people every day to make connections. That's not something I have a goal in. I need to set a goal and sit down for 30 minutes and write emails and look at you know, profit and loss statements or whatever, whatever I need to do. I need to do that for 30 minutes. I need to set time. I need to schedule time or else I'm going to avoid it because it's pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, we're the same way on that spreadsheet thing. (laughs) And there's some people who like, it's hard for me to believe, but I mean, one of my best friends loves data. Like that's his job is deciphering and analyzing and presenting data. And so yeah, everybody's got their thing. Um, Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, just to your point about, yeah, finding somebody who's on your path then, right? Because I I think so many of us maybe feel like, well, like that's cool, like the rags from Rich's story, but you know, that's not you and me either, right? It's not like, yeah, everybody's got their trauma, right? Like go to therapy, right? Everybody. But um, yeah, sometimes you just need to find the average person, you know? Good night. Hey, sister. Sleep well. Thanks. I'm glad you're going to bed. It's 10 o'clock. Get some sleep. I hope I sleep. I hope so too. Yeah. Aspen's been waking up a ton. Like. That's so hard. A ton. Yeah. The other night she just didn't do it. And like, so came in at whatever, one o'clock in the morning. It was 1130 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And one o'clock, Aspen was still crying. I got up and was with her and for hours, and just it's amazing how that. Yeah. yeah. So, I kind of lost the last track I was on, but I I wanted to go back a little bit and talk more about what you were saying, like where your circumstances are, are just an attribute. Because I think so many people right now, myself included, this is this is a tough one. Like I think this is one of the hardest things to let go of. Is people want to hang their hat like or like it's like Linus's like safety blanket, right? That thing, that excuse that we have of why we can't achieve something. Yeah. Ra- like rather than just seeing it as an attribute, like, oh yeah, like, hey, you know, like this is my circumstance and this is my thing to overcome. And somebody else is gonna have something else, right? Like everybody's got something. Yes. But why can't we see it as just an attribute as opposed to like that? Does that get what, you know what I'm trying yes. to say? Like people, 100%. we we want that because it's our little like safety blanket, an excuse for why we failed. Because it it's hard to be okay with failure. It mm-hmm. really is, and that's something actually I've talked a lot about because, and we we've mentioned it before um, a little bit. When I was in school growing up, I sucked at school, and I would get. F's and I would get 
when I was a kindergarten, I would get the color red. You know what I mean? Like everybody else got green <laughs> yeah. and yellow and I'm like, I'm red. You know, like I, I still knew what that meant. You know, I, I failed. I was, and I got used to failing. And so when it's like, oh, I failed, I actually think of it as, yeah, I failed and it's okay. Move forward. And that's something that I know my wife has mentioned because it's hard for her to fail. And it's mm-hmm. hard for most people to fail. And to get past that though, it, it honestly, it's about emotionally processing it and actually understanding and thinking through your emotions. What am I feeling right now? Failing at something, recognizing, oh, I failed. Your depression, your anxiety, your self-esteem, whatever it is, and think, why am I depressed? Why? Truly, why? And silence and thinking through that and understanding, oh, that's why it's a security blanket is because there is this pain. And why is there this pain? Because I didn't want to disappoint people. I hate disappointing people. What, what, whatever the reasoning is. And once you, you recognize it, I believe it's easier than again, to pick a path and move through it, past it, over it, mm-hmm. whatever you need and however you need to move through or beyond it, it then gives you the power to do that. Yeah, no. I, Does that make I sense? I, yeah, I, I, I think I get what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard. It's so hard. Like people just, we all, because it feels good to have an excuse, right? Like, well, this is why I can't succeed, right? And because then it's not our fault, right? We don't have to look in the mirror, totally, and know like I failed, right? Like you said, like I think that's what you're trying to say. Am, am I kind of in? Yeah. On, yes. On the, okay. Cool. Yeah, because then, yeah, because then you are the person who failed as opposed to like, well, like it just, it's a thing that happened to me as opposed, yeah, failure happened to me as opposed to I failed. So when you lose your keys or your wallet or your phone, what do you, what emotion do you have, David? (laughs) Reference here, David loses stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Very common circumstance, yeah. So do you feel like a failure? Do you take ownership of the loss? Um, I do now. I didn't used to. Okay. And it was just I, I, like, really, well, like I was that's, just that's made this is. way, right? Like, it's not like, yes, it is funny. The like, universe is the, it's against yeah, me. Right? I was like, <laughs> why did God make me so absent minded, right? Or whatever. As opposed to just like, no, like I'm just, uh, this isn't own it. Yeah. That's not how I, I'm not good at this. Right. Like it's, it's a weakness for me. I'm always thinking of something else. And I put stuff down, right? And I've had to put systems in place to kind of try to curb those tendencies. But when I did that is when I finally was like, oh yeah, I like it. You know, if uh, if it gets lost, it's because I wasn't paying attention and I'm prone to do that, right? So I got to do things to work on it. So do you feel like you're emotionally past that then? Uh, do you feel like you get mad at yourself and you're still depressed and disappointed in yourself for for those losses? Uh, not not that spe- not the specific instance, but even that sometimes um, it will be like a representation of a greater feeling about myself. Like, oh, I'm I'm silly or absent-minded or you know whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Like, not not reliable or dependable. Yes. So sometimes it's not about the thing itself, but what it represents to me. Yep. And and that's why I'll get frustrated sometimes still about that, but not as much anymore. I'm kind of more. Like, hey, this is who I am. I, I know myself and I work on, you know, ways yeah. to, to why, mitigate that. Why do you think 
that you've made progress in that area compared to others? Oh, good question. Um, and, and I'm going to follow up with the second question of, do you think it's because you decided to make yourself aware of the problem and started working on it? Because you realize once you started working on it, you're like, oh, it's a me thing because I can actually work on it. Meaning yeah. it's not just like universe shooting star hitting me on the head. It's like, oh, I I personally, David Morgan can do things in my control yeah. to mitigate or adjust. It's an attribute of you. Mm -hmm. I think I've always kind of had that thought. And yeah, I, you know my dad. And I think that that internal voice comes a lot from him as well of like, no, like it's your responsibility, right? Like if I'm not buff, it's because I'm not prioritizing being buff, right? Yes. It, and there's no, like you see videos of guys without legs who are jacked from the waist up, right? Don't give me your excuse. Like, I don't want to hear it, it's right? There, yeah, it's, yeah. I it's, mean, there is, but, but, yeah, it's, but it's, like, yeah, for you, right? You as, as muscular as you can be, right? So that's why I feel about like losing my keys or, or whatever it is. It's just like, you know, I, I hope I'm the source of my pain because if I am, then I can do something to work on it. If it's just the universe conspiring against me, then I'm effed, right? And that's, that is a really discouraging place to be in is to feel hopeless, helpless. And um, yeah, like there's no, I guess, yeah, hopeless, hopeless and helpless, right? I can't do anything about it here. Well, what, what situation would generate that hopelessness? Obviously it's probably different for each person, mm -hmm. but it seems like there's a, a turning point from when you were a teenager and you lost stuff and you were hopeless about yourself mm -hmm. to, Oh, I'm not hopeless. I can make some adjustments. <laughs> if I put keys, if I have a key hook right when I walk in, I put keys on like, Oh, I actually put my keys down immediately. And so I don't lose my keys or yeah. whatever your the, no. So funny enough, I'll, I'll go into that. So in the, just using this weird example, yes, right. Is, I, I don't think most people at home are like, I need to stop losing my keys and that, then I'd be successful. Right. But just using this example, this is a great baby step. Honestly, yeah, I, I, because I never lose my keys, but I inherently do these things that you're yeah. probably going to say. Yeah, exactly. So when I, I live with uh, Jake who, you know, right. Yep. And his family has a key ring. And when I'd be at his house, cause we'd go visit like every week, several times a week when I was working for him, selling pest control. And I'd go there. And at the end of the day, I'd be like, has anybody seen my keys? Where are my keys? And it's because Jake, when he would see my keys lying out or anybody's, he would grab them and he would go put them like you. He's just got that innate thing in him. And he'd go hang up upon his keychain, like his key ring holder. So they wouldn't get lost because that's just what happens when you've got 12 people in a house and things are nuts, right? He would just yes. do it and he'd grab them. And I, at first it was always like, dude, why are you freaking moving my keys, right? I can't find them. When you've moved them, yes. but the truth is I wasn't gonna, I was going to lose them anyways because I was going to either set them by the piano or set them on the counter or set them by a desk yeah. as opposed to like, this is where they always go. And eventually I did that when that happened when I was visiting there and then I started living with them, I would start doing it. And like, I just knew that like, oh, this, I just, something about seeing that or having somebody help me do it. I, you would call it like a mentor, right? Yeah. Showed me a better way. And even at my own like discomfort for a while, like forced me into that. And then I just saw the the benefit of it. And then like when I left there, one of the first things I did when I got my own apartment was I bought a little <laughs> sticky yeah. key ring. Really? I put it right next to my front door. Yeah. And I just, you know, solves the problem. Solves the problem. Yeah. Wallet, Apple pay. 
boom, done. Like I use that like a monster, right? Anything I can pay for on my phone instead of my wallet, I do. I've got uh, my ID with this cool little app we have here in Utah. That's on my phone. So if I get pulled over, it's right there. So just now I've started to put in place those things where I'm like, I have to let me carry less stuff or let me put it somewhere that Mm -hmm. I'll always have it. Um, so yeah, just start to develop systems to support yourself. And luckily, you know, in this case, Jake helped me out and it kind of showed me like, Oh, I can, there's a better way and I can do that. So yeah, it's great. I, I, I think that's ultimately why I love this discussion about understanding paths is because it really is hard if you've ever been in the middle of the woods or you've been in any wilderness situation, if you do not know where the path is to know or have any idea what direction to go, like straight up, even if you know, yes, stuff's north, the river is north, south, moss is on the, you know, north side of the tree. Which is not true, by the way. Like, like, especially (laughs) if you watch Do not go looking for moss on the north side. (laughs) Anybody listening to this. Yeah, duh. But, but ultimately, like, those things almost mean nothing unless you have some type of, like, oh, I kind of know where I want to go. And I, I kind of know where I am. Mm-hmm. And, and so you know, oh, I lose my keys. And as you're at somebody's house, you stumbled across a path. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh. It get kind of forced, you, you, but, but you stumbled across it. And then it became defined. And you're like, this is a path. This is the way and you, <laughs> and you move forward on it and then you built habits on it. And now you've moved past the universes against you. I don't lose my keys. Yeah. But like that, that, that jungle is past you. Like you're, you're now into the desert where it's dry and you, <laughs> yeah. you're thirsty, yeah. For real. but, but ultimately that path had to be almost found. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you would have found it by reading books or listening to podcasts or you know does this i'm I'm trying to get to it because it is hard to find a path unless you first recognize it's a problem once you know it's a problem it's a lot easier than to be like oh there's paths out there that i can look for to solve that problem Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely does that make sense and it's not honestly to your point you your point of you're a regular guy some regular dude there's not many books about you, David. There's, yeah, there's truly, not, truly, there's not. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, this podcast is a little bit of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, throw us out there because you know, yeah, I, I wasn't born in the slums and I wasn't born millionaire. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I was born white collar. I mean, yeah, my my dad was doing good. I was, but I was young as of six kids, so it wasn't like. It was all this money. It was like no, there's six six kids. I mean, you don't you don't. It's hard to hard to have money when you have six kids. But you know, and and that that life and path. It's like, well, what what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Because again, there's there's not a lot of paths about people that are just in this environment and situation. So it's about finding, I think, individual unique paths about what you want to accomplish, where you want to go, and and where you are. Yeah. Yeah, getting that clarity is huge, which is hard too. And, you know, we've talked about that in another podcast. But, yeah, when you kind of see the, – yeah, the, there's the two steps there. Because, you, like you said, you need to know kind of where you are, know it's a problem, know that something's wrong, something you want to change, right? And then kind of have an idea of 
where you want to go, right? Or at least in an idea of where you don't want to be. Right? Yes. It, it, sometimes it's just, hey, I don't want to be here. And I'm going to start moving anywhere to get away from here because I'm not I, I'm not going to end up worse, right? Yeah. And then, you know, the path will, will be illuminated, right? But you, I mean, you hear stories all the time of people who, you know, like a, somebody who was in a really tough situation ends up hanging out with a family who is doing okay, right? And they just, there's love in that family, right? They're taking, they're supportive, right? And there's they're like- some hole that Yeah, right. Through. Yeah, and they're just like, oh, I had no idea that this was even a thing, right? This is, you just need somebody to model that for you sometimes. Yeah, that is a great example. Um, the the thing I, I, I do think is hard is that it is hard to find examples. And it's also hard to find people that will be like straight mm-hmm. and not emotionally connected to you and be straight. So if, if as an, as an example, if somebody has and is listening and has a really hard time doing something, they recognize a little bit that they, they want to be, they want to be something else, but they don't know what, they don't know what direction to go, what to change, start looking for something or, or someone that is a little closer. And then either if it's a person, Maybe it's in therapy. Maybe it's some community class like uh, AA, or maybe it's even a mentorship, or um, just consistently reading pod, reading or listening to podcasts about subjects that you know you're weak on. Ultimately, you need some accountability, either self accountability that you can hold yourself to and say, "I am going to do this," and if I don't, I'm going to lock my phone or do something to where there is a consequence because that's what accountability is. Mm -hmm. is There's consequences to your lack or not achieving and then, or talk to somebody and make sure they're hard on you. Like mean, not mean in the sense of like calling you names, but mean in the sense of they might hurt your feelings a little bit because (laughs) you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. That that's a super important thing. I think. Yeah, I think so. You just, oh man, now I wish I'd read my father-in-law's book so far because I know his whole thing <laughs> is like accountability, right? That's how he made his, frankly, millions, right? Like doing workplace accountability and like helping cultures like find accountability in their in their um, sort of in their businesses, right? In mm-hmm. their uh, in their systems and things like that. Still got to get around to reading his books, <laughs> but yeah, getting somebody who will be straight with you and. And you know, there the so many people don't want to crawl or take the baby steps. So we see, right? This is where I am. And you know, there's people who let's let's say in our example, right? If we're if we want to be big time podcasters, right? We're like, okay, we're we're don't have a podcast, but I want to be Joe Rogan. Well, there's a lot of steps between you and Joe Rogan tons and even to from where he was to where he is now right like joe rogan was 100%. not like i'm gonna be a podcaster right he was like comedian was on a couple tv shows has interest in fighting fight commentator right still doing comedy right like all these like fear factor host right yeah and and so there's just a lot of stepping stones to where you're gonna end up and, and i'm sure he didn't even dream up being a podcaster right his first thing was being a comedian and there was a lot of steps before that playing in little little gigs right things here and there right so just wherever you are like so many people just want to go from zero to 60 and 
like have the training montage, right. Of, of life. Right. So it's like, okay, like I'm where I'm at and we're just going to do like a little, a little Rocky training montage. That's really not too hard. And then on the other side of it, I beat the giant. I, I beat Ivan Drago or whatever it is. Yeah. Right. As opposed to like recognizing there, your very first step is not going to look sexy and neither is your 10th or your 12th. Right. But yes. eventually you know, it'll be a lot better. And then eventually it'll be like, oh my goodness, I could not have imagined being where I am. This is awesome, right? I love it. I, you know, and not that it's going to be devoid of hardship either, but yeah, those baby steps are huge. Those rungs on the ladder and you got to be willing to climb them. And, and so many people drop off when it gets hard, when the weight yes. actually feels heavy. Yes. So. I, it is hard though to move forward again without defining what you want and to your example joe rogan he couldn't define it podcasts weren't even around when he no. was trying so things change the world changes and what you think you want will likely not be what you think you want in five ten years and that is an important place to always remember because you know i've I, i'm married i got five kids and everything's great. It's going fine. You know, there's no issues. And a lot of people would call that success in their lives or like you're making, you know, just, just that, that fulfilling side where a lot of people want to get married. A lot of people are looking for stable relationships and all those things. And it's interesting just because you achieve something doesn't mean like it might be fulfilling to some degree, but it's not fulfilling in the sense of I've made it. It's yeah. fulfilling of, Oh, this now what's the next step? what can be better, what can be greater, what can be improved upon. And so knowing that you will actually never be off the path is, is an important part of this. I mean, what is Joe Rogan going to do next? Oh yeah. Just, just, you know, we just, uh, I didn't watch Tucker Carlson. I, I never really have. Obviously everybody, everybody sees memes and, you know, clips and whatever else. Sure. But he, what what was his plans two years ago? Probably not what he's doing right now. You know, like, and and but yet he had tens and tens and tens of millions of people watching him every every day. And the same as Joe Rogan. Like, what is he going to do? He's probably going to do something different. He mm -hmm. does not seem like the kind of guy that just does the same thing for twenty years to me. Like he just his personality is just sure. not that. I'd, yeah, he he's gonna at some point he's gonna start cutting back on his podcast. He's gonna start doing something else. I, I don't know what it is. Who knows? He probably doesn't even know what it is. No. But like I just we are all different. And so mm -hmm. recognizing that that one he's trying to improve. He seems like the kind of guy that does try to improve. And so that's probably why he try to change what he's doing. And and we can look for those improvements in our lives and, and start moving forward and changing. Um you know if you were to Take your keys example, David, and okay. you were to tell a regular dude, regular girl, regular person how to overcome looking at yourself and then saying like, oh, it's not the universe. I can start doing it. What would you actually tell them to do? Right? If they're sleeping on couches, mm -hmm. floating around, how? what would you tell them to be like? Oh, come to yourself, Pat right. one. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so, yeah. and, 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 and and look towards me and mm -hmm. make this change. Yeah, 
recognize, recognize you know, whatever what, what are those steps i just I, i'm you know like the uh that classic breakup like it's not me it's you or it's not you it's me right <laughs> yes. like that's yeah it's, yeah, that's i've what, used that line yeah, yeah right it's like, no no it's it's not you it's me right <laughs> it's like legit. like you need to really say that and mean it to yourself right i don't man how do you what's that moment because for me it was like a um how can i say it um you get a like a little little taste right you see it right like you 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 experience it i got outside like i like i said the keys right or even just life in general i just kept realizing i was chasing random stuff and that man that's that's a tough one to answer because i i'm not an advocate of like you know even though i i want people to listen to what we're doing to just listen to like self-development stuff all day, every day and never take action. Right. But sometimes you need it. it, it you got to hear it enough times for it to finally stick. Right. You, you fail and you suck enough to finally you're actually ready to make a change and then you'll come to your senses. Right. So for me, it was listening to something talking about like, Hey, like if you never choose a path, you're just going to be Peter Pan. Like you, you'll never grow up. You're going to live in la la land. Right. And, and the realization that like, Hey, if I would choose a path, that on the other side of that like funneling down to a path on the other side of that it opens up right then like if you decide to be say a comedian right then on the other side yes you're saying no to being everything else but on the other side of that there's so many ways you can go right like so many options with comedy and so many paths right that that can take you to right all these guys who host late night shows or host podcasts or whatever it is right so just that as an example but frick, I don't know what I would say to one person to be like, wake up, except for to just try to say it like, hey, it's not the universe. It's you, right? Like it, it I told uh, told my kids the same thing when we got the dog just a couple months ago. I said, hey, if she potties inside, whose fault is that? Is it the dog's fault or our fault? It's, it's our fault, right? We weren't letting her out enough. We weren't setting her up to to succeed, right? Training or whatever. It yeah, is. right. If If she chews a stuffed animal that's special to you, it's not the dog's fault. The dog's going to do what the dog's going to do. That's your fault for not taking care of your thing, right? And so if you're not in the shape you want to be, right? If you're not where you want to be in life, it, it let me say, it may not be your fault, but it is your responsibility, right? Nobody is going to do it for you. And so I, I think that's what I would say. Like, it's not the universe. It's you. Yes, you could have been born in bad circumstances and that is not your fault you could have been born to an abusive parent right a horribly abusive parent you could have been born to an average parent right who just didn't give you all the love and affection you need and you could be like me you were just born kind of goofy headed where you're always thinking about something else everybody's got their personalities right like you, you can't change how you were born but it is your so again like might not be your fault but it is your responsibility and um, I don't know. That's just my soapbox, I guess, is, yeah. is what I would say. Like, if, if like, for, man, this is my, like, this is my second favorite song. But Michael Jackson, who says, like, if you want to make the world a better place, take a look in the mirror and make a change. Like, if you want to make your world a better place, take a look in the mirror and make a change. Right? Like, you, you, you are the only one who can do it. You have to be the freaking hero of your life. So. I... Agree, hundred percent. It's that that is what it, really what it comes down to. I I will say, if anybody needs them, if they feel like they're you know 
stuck, you're more than welcome to to message us. I'll tell you, you suck. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and, <laughs> and to pick yourself up. Yeah. No, but really though, I, I think getting put into a hard place and realizing that it's you and that you can make a change, not not getting put in a hard place and feeling like you're hopeless, mm-hmm. but that you have the power to make change. And if you need help getting there, there's people that will help you get there. Like self-recognition and again, therapy, mentors, just random people, and don't yeah. discredit them. I, if you are struggling, other people will see that struggle and sometimes more easily recognize mm-hmm. where the problems are. Um, so good luck. Yeah. We all suck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do better, suck less. Do better, right? suck less. Yeah. Um, but again, yeah, there's, you know, if there's not good people in your life, you know, get out of a bad situation, a bad place, surround yourself with good people. And if you are, yeah, like let, I don't know, it just, it might take a while. Cause, cause for real, like I lived with you and Christopher a little bit. I lived with Jake and Jana for a bit. Right. And like, I've just around enough people who were willing to kind of put up with my nonsense for enough and like help me and kind of try to show me a better way. And eventually it stuck. Right. And some people learn quick, some people learn slow, but yeah, like wherever you are, you can get to a better place. Um, it's about finding the path. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, right? it, really it took was. you time to find the path. And then when you're like, oh, you know what? Oh, keys and life and yeah, whatever job it is, right? and all of these things yeah, that you're so. like, oh, this, this, there's, there's, there's reasons people do this. This is interesting. Yeah, right. But yeah, just, yeah. If you don't know where the path is, keep wandering, keep finding, you know, keep searching. Yeah. Look. Yeah. You'll, you'll get there. Yeah. So. Okay. Cool. Awesome. All right. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Thanks Good for night. listening. Good night. Or day. Good. Time. Life. <laughs> <laughs>